Hello, and thank you for joining this podcast produced by the Computing Engineering and Built Environment Faculty at Birmingham City University. Today, we're going to be discussing podcasting and specifically a project which we have been undertaking in the department, looking at how podcasts can support students' learning experience and enable innovative practices amongst academic staff. My name is Simon Stebnaev and I'm a PhD student in the department. Today on the podcast with me are Dr. Sylvia Guino, who's an Associate Professor in City Making and Initiator of the project, Elodie Walkerley, who's an Education Developer at the University, Archie Wooten, who's an undergraduate student looking at the Literature Review, and Connor Matthews, who has been looking at different types of podcasts and evaluating those. So starting with you, Sylvia, how did this project come about and how did your interest in podcasting evolve? Thanks for the question, Simeon. I've been playing with the idea of podcast and a project on, on podcast for quite a while. Um, I had the opportunity last year before the uh, lockdown to use podcast with my final year students in planning. Students enjoyed it enjoyed listening to them and enjoyed developing one in small groups. So at that point, as a result of student satisfaction and, um, and seeing how they were enthused by the entire process, I thought that it, it would have been a good idea to try to secure some funds and do some further research on the use of podcasts as both a form of teaching and learning and assessment. So that was academically um, the, the the, the, the process that led me to um, put together this proposal. Personally, I love podcasts and I'm a big listener of podcasts also because I'm a long distance commuter. So uh, there's nothing better than sitting on the train and enjoying some episodes on various topics uh, uh, um, and analysis. So I really enjoy that. So in terms of the project and the experience in the past two weeks, what did you think um, came about that you might have not expected um, in the beginning? What, what, what elements of podcasting you were surprised by? Um, well, to start with, I've been really amazed by how quickly we have been um, uh, able to create a, a fantastic team, uh, very interdisciplinary and with very different perspectives uh, and um, uh, knowledge about the subject. And we have been able to operate very quickly on this um, on this research. Um, anything that was coming up from the review of existing podcasts and the review of literature, to be really honest, has been very surprising and really amazing. Uh, from uh, the idea of, uh, um, uh, for example, the importance of taking notes uh, um, uh, while uh, listening to podcasts as a as a part of. Um, um, encouraging students to engage a little bit more rather than being passive receivers to the fact of uh, keeping podcasts short uh, or using them as a top-up uh, complementing existing lectures and the flexibility therefore of how podcasts can be fitting in different uh, teaching formats and at different um, um, levels of education. I mean, that, that, that is really interesting, specifically the learning point, because the point of this project is to um, use podcasting in a learning and teaching environment. So moving to you, Elodie, you are a specialist in that area. Why do you think it's important to, to use different practices of teaching and learning um, in higher education? 
Well, I think educators should use different approaches just to engage their students. Um, it's widely accepted that the more engaged students are, the more successful they're going to be in their education, whether that's um, completing their assessments or developing their understanding of a topic. So I would actively encourage all academics to try different approaches in their practice. I also, also think it's important because um, not everyone learns in the same way. Everyone has different preferences, everyone has different needs. And by using a variety of approaches, you are meeting a wider variety of those needs that your students may have. I mean, we have two students uh, in another graduate course here now. Um, what do you think, guys, about what Elodie just said? Do you think you would be more engaged um, in your learning if there were opportunities to, to, to do that, to do so through podcasting or through different um, digital resources? Yeah, um, I think uh, the use of podcasts would be quite useful, um, especially for like maybe our courses. Uh, just because it sort of gives a, um, a more sort of bite-sized version of like of reinforcing what you've already learned, or perhaps even learning something new as well. Um, so it just gives a sort of, it gives sort of students um, a bit more sort of flexibility in um, when they want to learn. Because as Sylvia's mentioned before, you can listen to it perhaps if you're on the train or if you're or driving or, or just on like a walk or something like that. So it adds a certain kind of flexibility towards um, learning that sort of other traditional methods like um, power, like presentations and things like that can't offer. What do you think, Archie? Um, I think the portability of it also, it's quite easily accessed via your, your smartphone, uh, and especially considering nowadays every student will have one on their person at most times of the day, really. So like Connor said, um, facilitating uh, learning in those sort of like little breaks where you don't normally have a chance to um, have your notes out or something or have a read of something. So listening to something on the go is quite useful. This is really interesting. I mean, going back to you, Connor, you had the task of reviewing different podcasts. Um, after listening to quite a few of them, what do you think are the bad features of a podcast? Um, so, well, uh, the bad features of podcasts, uh, one of them straight away would be uh, like a lack of quality. So uh, things like the speech quality and uh, if there's sort of like background noise or feedback issues and things like that. So any sort of issues like that would um, sort of put a, sort of a down on the actual quality and make people maybe less likely to listen to them in the future and, and things like that. Um, so also another sort of a bad point would be if it's, if it's quite long, uh, I feel like students are more inclined to listen to a podcast where it's going to sort of be a duration of between 15 and 20 minutes rather than uh, listening to one or a few people speak for over an hour. Uh, so it, it sort of gives a more sort of concentrated sort of learning experience rather than sort of discussing it and uh, listening over sort of a course of a longer time. Um, I also think that uh, having sort of uh, guests would also help the actual flow of the podcast and also gives um, a bit more of a perspective from uh, from other individuals. So uh, a lot of podcasts had guests that came from professional backgrounds. Uh, some of them had guests that came from academic backgrounds. Uh, so sort of getting these sort of different um, thoughts uh, from other people did help 
sort of learning experience and managed to sort of make the topics a lot sort of easier to grasp for uh, for me personally anyway. So some some more engaged uh, engaging techniques, engaging guests, and engaging topics, basically something out of the the traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Um, going to you, Archie, you had to review literature and kind of familiarize yourself with what, what is out there in the academic world about podcasting. Um, how did you find podcasting being used in assessment and learning? Did you manage to find any examples or is there a gap that needs to be addressed? Um, there's not too much literature on podcasting as an assessment form just yet, but I assume that uh, in years to come, probably, if podcasting is adopted slightly more, there'll obviously be a little bit more research and studying around this area. Uh, but for the time being, the literature somewhat suggests that um, that student-produced podcasts as a form of assessment is quite good, um, because it's sort of testing um, transferable skills, if that makes sense. So it's sort of um, learner-produced podcasts in groups, so groups of students making their own podcasts sort of encourages um, teamwork, professionalism, uh, how to conduct themselves well um, via video chat like we're doing now, for example. Um, so sort of testing uh, non-traditional uh, things that are usually done in assessment. So for example, sort of um, the problem question or an essay is sort of being considered a bit of a stale form of assessment nowadays where students are becoming very repetitive and boring throughout education anyway so i think podcasting as an assessment form uh is quite uh is quite fresh for students because it tackles a, a different set of problems i mean i'm going to bring elodie and um sylvia here at that point because what you talked about is actually quite interesting um and obviously ULG and Sylvia, you have to kind of design those courses or think about that education content. Um, what, what do you think about what Archie just said? Well, I like the idea that students uh, can have a variety of forms of assessment uh, because, as Elodie was saying earlier, we all learn in different ways. Podcasts are a very um, specific form of uh, communication because you invest on your voice, you can talk about, this is regarding our built environment planning field, you talk about projects or about a certain um, specific environments and you can't show um, an image, so you're talking to them. So test your way of communicating and pushing it to a very different level. Um, as, as Archie was saying, is new, um, is um, innovative, and certainly um, allow students to, to, to fine-tune or, 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 or even invest into new skills that could be highly transferable. At the end of the day, it's a project anyway, so you have to project manage it, work in teams, work on content, and trying to deliver it in terms of communication in a very particular, uh, particular way. So I can only hope that um, both as a form of teaching and learning and as assessment, they will, um, they will find more um, space in, uh, in education. It can, also be, yeah. it can also be a more authentic um, method of assessment. So if a professional skill for the students in their career, future careers is communication skills, for, an for example, um, podcast may be a more authentic assessment of those skills than writing an essay about an a, a communication skill. 
So it can be more useful for the students going forward in their future careers. Hello and welcome back. We're discussing podcasting in higher education. A strength of our project was the fact that we had two students in undergraduate degrees working as researchers and also being the target audience. What, what do you think are the main benefits and drawbacks then of podcasting? You already touched on them, but maybe we start with Archie and Connor because they are the ones that, you know, are engaged in that learning process. What would you say are the main, you know, benefits or drawbacks of, of having a podcast in your education? Uh, for me personally, uh, a good benefit is um, lecturers being to express their enthusiasm. Um, so I think... Um, Teacher enthusiasm is a massive thing for encouraging motivation within students. Um, but for the time being, I think one of the drawbacks would be that uh, podcasting is not necessarily taken up by all students. And for those students that haven't quite uh, accessed podcasting yet, um, their personal devices are still being used for entertainment purposes and not necessarily education. So for a short period, podcasting may sort of still be considered a toy rather than a tool for the so if that makes sense yep kind of what do you think uh yeah, so for me the uh the major benefit is what uh me and Archie touched on earlier on uh it's it would be uh the sort of accessibility and the availability of a podcast so uh sort of having the sort of freedom to listen to it whenever you can or like wherever you are uh and it, it instead of it just sort of being like you read for a book in your own time you're still getting quite a sort of bespoke uh, discussion from your lecturer. So you, it's, it's like obviously quite sort of focused on what you're learning. Um, and I feel like that sort of thing would definitely benefit a student uh, if, say, they can't make it to like a lecture or something like that. So especially in the sort of current circumstances that we're in now. Um, a drawback uh, for me, again, is, is probably what Archie said. It's, it's, it's only as successful um, as how many people use it. Uh, so if uh, eventually it came up to being like uh, it was higher quality and a lot of students use it, then it's a success story. Uh, but until then, um, and if only like sort of handful of students use it, it, uh, it sort of questions the whether it's worth it or not. Because obviously it can, can imagine it being quite a, a strenuous task to create a podcast every week for a, a lecturer. So I can understand that certainly from Elodie and Sylvia's point of view. I mean, going to Elodie and Sylvia, and then maybe again flipping the question, what do you think would be the drawbacks or sort of benefits for academ academics actually engaging with producing podcasts in their teaching? Um, maybe we start with you, Elodie? Um, I think being digital literacy is the key thing, really. It can be really scary to try new approaches in your practice and also new approaches using technology. Um, increasingly academics are having to embrace that with the uh, working from home and the um, pandemic that's going on but uh, given the choice it may be that some academics might prefer to stick with methods that they know have used before um, and are comfortable with using. Do you agree with that Sylvia? I do and um, there is uh, obviously um, Time is, uh, is a big factor in uh, trying to experiment with new methods. Um, 
one aspect that um, concerns me is trying to um, plan the podcast well ahead and make sure that there is a sense of longevity. So that could be the trigger investing some time in, in something new, maybe getting the support of some colleagues who are a little bit more digitally advanced, and produce something that actually can have a life, a, a longer life. So it's not something that you produce for one semester and is obsolete for the following one or, or, the, um, or the following year. One aspect uh, that relates to that is the Think of transferability. Um, the built environment studies are interdisciplinary for uh, by nature. So by producing some podcasts on some specific topics, these can be used besides and outside the specific module they were produced for. So they could be used by colleagues in other subjects to expose their own students to slightly um, different subjects or cognitive subjects. So it creates a little bit of a um, opportunity to expand uh, uh, the interest of, of students. But as Connor and Archie were saying, there is this element of creating credibility um, and, and the culture of, of podcasts. And maybe this is something we have to take, uh, take on board and um, be prepared for. I would tend to agree. I think um, the interest that it might create in some sort of like innovative alternative method of, of assessment or education would, would benefit actually students to engage deeper with the subject. Um, that's, that's been a very interesting conversation. Um, I'm just going to start to wrap up. Uh, would anybody want to tell me one thing that they enjoy about podcasting? Um, and maybe would, or what did they enjoy about the last two weeks in working on this project? Sylvia? Well, I thoroughly enjoy these past two weeks. It has been a fantastic opportunity to work with all of you, and I can only hope that there will be other opportunities to carry on working uh, with uh, uh, students, with colleagues from other departments, and that has been fantastic. The, um, the, the other aspect is that the project in itself has been a wonderful opportunity to find the time to reflect uh, and uh, investigate what opportunities and uh, um, um, podcasts can offer to education. And also, I do hope that by investing into um, podcasts in education, we create a, just to connect with the idea of culture, of students connecting with wider topics that could, are not specifically um, labeled as education, but it could be a good, healthy entertainment. Uh, it could uh, be interesting analysis on various topics. Just moving on my screen, um, Connor, what's the one thing that you're going to take away or enjoy from this week? Uh, one thing that I'll, I'll probably take away is from listening to all the podcasts uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, it's actually been very interesting to sort of listen to the, uh, the actual topics and the structure and uh, listening to sort of professionals and academics in their field. Uh, so for me, um, looking at sort of podcasts from a young planner's perspective, uh, it would be interesting to sort of keep up to date with uh, the episodes that are constantly coming out like every week and every month to sort of further develop my, uh, my learning as a uh, future planner. What about you, Archie? Uh, for me, it's just been... Um quite a, a new experience for me so working in a professional 
a small part of a small professional team and um, just basically being given being obviously been given a task uh, help some help from you guys and being able to just go away and um, develop these new skills myself under this professional environment has been quite good and finally, with the link in the description, Elodie, what about you? We know that yeah, you already actually taken some steps to um, take this project further. Yes, this project's given me a chance to reflect on my own practice. Um, as part of my role, I teach new academics in the PG Cert qualification. So it's a teaching qualification that they obtain when they first join the university. Um, and I will be using podcasts in some of my sessions as part of that course. Um, I also plan to use the working paper produced as part of this research project um, in that course and share it with those new academics with the hope that then they will use podcasts in their practice and with their students. Thanks, Elodie. This is going to make a great contribution to any academic teaching. This is all from us today. Thank you very much for listening to our discussion. And you want, if you want to find some more information, the working paper would be titled Podcasting, Supporting Students' Learning Experience. Um, and it will be available in addition to where you found this podcast from. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts from Computing, Engineering and Built Environment at Birmingham City University. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Thank you. Thank Bye you. Thank you. Bye-bye.